Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today with William Isaac, former chair of the FDIC, and we're talking about the financial services industry a year after its meltdown. Bill, thanks so much for joining me. Nice to be with you. Bill, I'm going to ask you a question that your boss asked a number of years ago, which is, are we better off today than we were a year ago? Yes, of course, we're better off today than, than a year ago, but that's, that's damning with great, faint praise because a year ago we were in pretty miserable shape. But we are definitely on the uptick now, and we're in better shape than we were then. Where do you see us being better off? I mean, there are some obvious ways. We don't have uh, you know, the industry bleeding as badly as it was, but what do you see as sort of positive improvements over fall of 2008? Well, you named the biggest one. The financial um, industry at that point was frozen, and uh, uh, banks were afraid to deal with each other and weren't dealing with each other. The financial system basically wasn't functioning very well, and uh, we've gotten that fixed. That's stabilized. I don't mean it's it's uh, uh, ready to go out and run a marathon, but but it's it's certainly well out of the recovery room and maybe even out of the hospital at this point. Uh, the the uh, so, so that's much better. I think the economy is on demand. Uh, I think even Chairman Bernanke was bold enough to say yesterday that he thinks the recession is probably over. I think those were his words, something to that effect. Uh, and I would agree with him. I believe the recession is over. It doesn't mean we can't fall back into one. But for right now, uh, the recession, uh, I think we are moving out of recession and into recovery. Uh, the main way in which we are not better off today is on uh, the unemployment numbers because those are lagging indicators and uh, unemployment will probably continue to rise for a while and also we uh, the, the bank failure numbers bank problem banks and bank failure numbers are also also lagging indicators and so those numbers will continue to go up for a while usually they lag for uh, 18 months to two years, so we'll continue to see uh, bank failures and uh, in additions to the problem bank list over the next uh, year and a half to two years. I'm not at all concerned that we will uh, experience anything in the banking area that we can't handle, and it's certainly not going to be anywhere near as bad as it was in the 1980s and early 1990s. Bill, how is the banking sector specifically different now than it was 12 months ago? Well, banks are lending uh, to each other, and banks are, are, uh, I, I you know, they're, they're, they've they've been writing off their their problem assets, their problem loans, and and uh, making I think a fair amount of headway to to strengthening their their balance sheets and and starting to improve their uh, their their earnings. Um, we're not, we're, they're not out of the woods. They're still, they, they still got their problems. But uh, there's, there's no. I don't have any doubt that that the banking industry is, is uh, no longer uh, uh, in in uh, intensive care. I mean, it's 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 on demand. What would you say the industry has learned from the troubles of the past year, eighteen months, or are we sort of setting ourselves up to repeat history down the road? I don't think it's the industry that really needs to to learn a lot of lessons here, uh, uh, <clears throat> and whatever lessons the industry learns, it'll it'll probably forget someday. Uh, that, that's 
that we we I've been around long enough to be through a number of these cycles. Uh, I started at the, at the front end of my career. We were in the, the 1972 to 74 uh, recession and and real estate crisis, uh, which was very severe and had the potential to bring down a lot of large banks. It didn't, but it could have. Uh, and and I think that uh, um, the government handled that that situation very well and gave the banks some time to work through those problems. But that was a very a very dangerous period. The 1980s were were horrendously bad period. We had a very severe recession in 81, 82, which so far, uh, w- which was worse in almost every respect than anything we've experienced so far this time around. Now, this this and, and if this recession really is over, I think that that history will show that the 81, 82 recession was was much worse in most respects. Um, and 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 during the 1980s, we had we we had 3,000 bank and thrift failures from from 1980 through the end of 1991. We had 3,000 bank and thrift failures, and at the end of that period, after all those 3,000 banks and thrifts had failed, we still had 1,500 on the problem bank list. Um, today, we've had maybe we've had fewer than 100 failures so far. We might have another 100 or two. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't think it would be much worse than that, and and we have, as I think the last count, maybe 400 problem banks. So th- these these numbers this time around aren't nearly as bad as we've been through before. Um, so I I I think we're uh, I think we're coming through this fine. What what we did have this time that we didn't have last time was a severe crisis of confidence, and I think that's largely because the government really mishandled. The crisis last year. It, I think, I think the government needs to learn a lot of lessons more than the industry does. Now, six months ago, eight months ago, after President Obama came in, there was a lot of buzz about regulatory reform. You don't hear so much about that now. What do you think the future is of banking regulatory reform? We need some regulatory reform, but the Obama administration has put forward a very disappointing proposal and I think that's one reason why we've lost the momentum um, they really didn't they really didn't take it seriously and put forward a uh, in my opinion they didn't put forward a serious proposal uh, they have things in that bill that have nothing to do with this crisis such as cr- they create they want to create a new consumer protection agency um, that's somebody's political agenda that's not an that's not that's not a reaction to this crisis um, um, and and uh, it's hard to take their bill seriously when that is the centerpiece of it. Um, they, uh, they 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 say we ought to get rid of the thrift charter. Why would we want to get rid of the thrift charter in the middle of a housing depression? Uh, we need these thrifts. Uh, we need people to be focused on home lending, and uh, and they're proposing to get rid of. The thrift charter, and in in, uh, while we're while we're in a housing depression, that makes no sense. They propose to get rid of the industrial loan company charter. Those those uh, industrial loan companies that are owned by major corporations and and industrial loan companies are usually those charters are usually located in uh, in Utah. There's some other states as well. Um, why? What what problems are there in the industrial loan company charters? Um, that that we need to solve, and as far as I know, none of none of them 
uh, has failed, at least not anything, any, any of them that are significant have failed. There might have been a small one here or there, but these, these things haven't failed. They're not in trouble. They're not part of the problem. Why are we doing that? And then on the other side, so they're, they're, they're dealing with a bunch of, of political issues that, that they, somebody has an agenda on, uh, that had nothing to do with creating this crisis. And then on the other side, they ignore the things that, that, that really need to be addressed. Let's take the biggest one. Fannie and Freddie. Where are we going to go with Fannie and Freddie? Because they had a major role in this in in this housing in this crisis we're experiencing this time around. Uh, so what's the future of Freddie and Fannie? And it's not addressed in their bill. How about the federal home loan bank system, which is also very important to our our housing markets? What's the future of the federal home loan bank system? You don't see a word in the bill about that. Um, and and then when it comes to to strengthening the watchdogs so that we don't have a uh these kinds of problems in the future uh, uh one of the most important reforms we could make is to create a systemic risk council um, and that would that would be reviewing the entire financial system and looking over the shoulders of all the regulators uh, and trying to and, and trying to publicize developing risks that need to be attended to, uh, they proposed a systemic risk council, but but they gutted it. It, it. it has it's it's a department of the treasury. The secretary of the treasury is is the chairman of it. The the uh, the treasury provides the staffing for it. Well, treasury is one of the main agencies that this systemic risk council should be overseeing because the treasury creates a lot of systemic risk. And and yet they make it a bureau of the treasury. Um, it makes no sense at all. That it, we need an independent systemic risk council with its own staffing, headed by a presidentially appointed uh, chairman, uh, who, who's completely independent and has the right to blow the whistle on the treasury, the Fed, or anybody else that's 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 causing problems. Um, so I, I could go on. I don't want to go on too long with a, with with a single answer, but. Uh, this bill is disappointing. I think we need some serious reform. We need to strengthen the FDIC's watchdog role in some in some important ways. We need to have a strong systemic risk council, and and the administration's bill is not dealing with those issues at all. So, looking ahead, Bill, what do you foresee in the industry over the next 12 months? Will we see some serious attempts at reform, or is this going to get put on the the back burner while we do things like health care and cybersecurity? Well, that's another. Uh, you raise a good point there, frankly. Uh, it's another thing that, I, that, that that puzzles me. It, to me, the number one problem we had in the country when President Obama took office was the financial system and the economy. And he's made his number one priority the healthcare system. Uh, that is that is not the order I would have taken things in. Uh, the healthcare system uh, has has it's a serious problem. It's a serious issue. It needs to be addressed. But I think our first obligation was was to make sure that we had the economy fixed, the banking system fixed, um, and by making healthcare the number one priority, it's it's crowded out these uh, these other issues. Um, Senator Dodd, for example, who's chairman of the uh, uh, who's, who's chairman of the uh, uh, Senate Banking Committee, is also deeply immersed in the healthcare system and, and a crisis and how to resolve that or the, and and he has said that uh, that's got his priority right now and he'll deal with the banking system and the financial system reform uh at a, at a later stage 
I'm, I'm not saying he's totally ignoring the, the, the banking side, but clearly he can't he can't be all things to all people, and, and he's he's got to have his priorities, and his priority right now is health care. So I think it was an odd choice. Uh, I think the health the healthcare debate could have easily been had next year just as well as this year, and instead it's it's uh, it's pushed the uh, financial reform aside. I think. Bill, what's the risk if we don't address financial reform now? Well, I'm not I'm not too troubled about it. Uh, I uh, except it will. I hope we. The main the main problem in waiting too long is that you lose all momentum, and people, you know, when the stock market's let's say the stock market's back up at twelve or thirteen thousand, uh, all's well, the recession's over, uh, unemployment's coming down, and it's hard to get people all all ginned up to have. Uh, to look at a financial reform package uh, that doesn't have any, doesn't you know most most people don't understand it. They don't care about it. Uh, it's hard to get. It's it's really hard to get it done in normal times. And uh, so I think that that I, I worry that we won't get it done at all. I I uh, and and if we had, it's too late to go back. I mean we've. Health care has taken front front and center stage, um, but I'm I'm afraid that we won't we won't do serious financial reform, and hopefully we can. I mean, I if we don't do it again, we'll be back in. The, if we don't do it, we'll probably back be back in the soup again one day. Um, not not anytime soon. It's not it's not tomorrow. It's not. Not a year or two years or three years. It's it's several years out, I'm sure, because it will take us time to forget the lessons we learned, uh, and for banks to start getting more aggressive and all this. So it'll it'll take time for the the system to get in trouble again. But I think if we could if we could take some measures to strengthen the watchdogs uh, on our system, uh, the controls, I believe that uh, I believe we could uh, hopefully get. Um, get us ourselves into a place where we don't we don't have serious crises like this that we we nip them in the bud much sooner. Bill, as always, I appreciate your time and your insight today. My pleasure. Good talking with you. Been talking with Bill Isaac, former chair of the FDIC. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.